Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. I told you that in order to scale your salon business growth, you need to nail these three things an effective marketing strategy, understanding your clients, and growing a team. I see many owners starting to grow exponentially, and then all of a sudden hit a plateau. They can't seem to move the needle in their business or have the momentum to keep this growth sustainable, especially with team challenges, family time, life outside the salon walls. Remember that thing called my other life? (laughs) It can be totally overwhelming, And it's easy to get into a business rut. However, I believe with an effective and consistent marketing strategy and an understanding of what makes your clients tick, truly master the art of attracting and retaining clients in your salon. Now, I know this is never as easy as it sounds, but if you can nail the client attraction strategy, understand what makes your clients return or not, as the case may be, and how to keep new clients coming in your doors without you stepping foot in your salon doors at all. Your salon growth will be unstoppable. So this is something that I knew I had to get my friend and highly respected marketing whiz, Danny Tran on the podcast to speak about it. Now, Danny knows the latest and the greatest about all things business, marketing and attracting clients into your business. He's the founder and CEO of High Stoke Media, which specializes in creating marketing and branding strategies for makeup artists all around the world. Right up our alley, His advice is tailored to the beauty and hair industry, so I know you will take away some amazing tips to use in your salon. Without further ado, let's meet Danny. Danny, thank you so much for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective podcast. Very pleased to have you here. Super excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So let's start with Danny. Where are you in the world? What do you do? How did you get to be doing that? Okay, great question. So I just moved to Las Vegas, Nevada about two years ago. I was born and raised in California. Um, I am also the founder and CEO of High Stoke Media. We are a luxury beauty growth partner. Um, and what that means is we help um, specifically permanent makeup artists scale their businesses with all things marketing, all things advertising, and all things operations. And over the past couple of years, uh, we've worked with hundreds of beauty professionals all around the world, some in New Zealand, actually. And it's just been a, a very crazy ride. Um, and so Alyssa, I'm, I'm a very big firm believer in some of the best things happening in your life are the ones that happen unexpectedly or spontaneously. Because if you were to come to me four years ago and said, Danny, you would be in the permanent makeup space. I'd be like, what are you talking about? What is that? Um, so my background, <laughs> yeah, my background is actually in uh, financial technology. So out in the Bay Area, I was in the Silicon Valley field for a while, working in banking, finance, building apps, like crazy technology payment processors and whatnot. And one of the main things that I really took from Silicon Valley was the whole methodology of customer acquisition, meaning I really got good at understanding what makes people buy, how to make them buy it, and exactly the exact cost of 
for me to actually do that. And I fundamentally understood that if I was able to, to, uh, to understand that, it would be the same parallel across all of these different industries. Long story short, um, one of the lead investors pulled out of the company, we all get fired. And I was like, you know what, let me try to start my own business with this skill set. So I tried a bunch of different businesses, and then we eventually ended up on a marketing agency. And in the beginning, we were in all of these different industries. We we're in uh, medical spas, working with health and wellness and chiropractors and gyms and yoga studios. Um, and then we can talk more about this as well. But we realized that because we were all in these different fields and services, it wasn't very scalable. And then about three years ago, I had an old colleague reach out to me and say, Danny, I have a microblading business. Um, can you help me market it? And at that time, I was the type of guy that say yes to opportunities and figure out how to do it later. And the more that I got into it, I was like, people are paying seven, $800 to get their brows tattooed. Are you kidding me? And the more that we dive deep into the, the industry, we realized that it was so underserved. Um, ever since then, like I said, it's just been this snowball effect, um, crazy journey with COVID and everything happening. And um, here we are working with hundreds of beauty pros all around the world. I love it. Well, that's one of the reasons I want to wanted to have you on the podcast because I can see that you know for uh, hair and beauty business owners, there's a big skill set set in how to serve clients, how to grow a team, and all of these things. And then there's only such a small amount of time uh, and brain space left over to think about attracting new clients and doing it effectively. And uh, I see them making lots of mistakes or even now given the environment that we're in really outdated types of marketing choices and so I wanted to bring you on shine a light on some of the things that we should be doing some of the things that maybe we can let go of um, and spend the small amount of time that we have available for sales and marketing on on the stuff that works let go of the stuff that doesn't stop banging our heads on the wall <laughs> and one of the one of the first ones that i see the most danny is people discounting their services in the attempt to attract new people and get uh for lack of a better word bums on seats oh absolutely so um yeah just for some context um when we were in this started this industry about three years ago and we were diving deep we realized that everyone was doing the same thing and unfortunately there were all of these outdated things like you were mentioning and i wouldn't say discounting is the, like running promotions and community specials are great, but the main mistake is to rely on these discount sites as a whole. So I, I know, for example, that there's Groupon and there's things like that. And the problem with using a lot of these sites uh, is that you're targeting a pool of people who are these looky-loos who are always looking for a discount, those that you would never be able to upsell, those who would never come back. The type of people that are looking and searching on these platforms are not the ones that you want to attract anyways. And so when it comes to like running promotions and community specials, you have to be very intentional with it, right? It still has to attract the right people. It can't be to the point where you're attracting the wrong clientele and you definitely should not be promoting on a lot of these platforms like the ones um, like I just mentioned. Um, and then on the lines of other mistakes, uh, another thing that I, we, we see happen over and over and over again is like relying friends and family for referrals. I know friends and friends, <laughs> I, I see you laughing at this because I'm sure you, you notice this all the time. You know, the way that I look at referrals, it's like, it's like this cherry on top, right? Eventually you draw, I mean, there's like that rare 1%, but eventually referrals, it, it dries up. So you actually need to start thinking about a mechanism or a system that allows you to produce consistent 
predictable results every single week, every single month, every single year. So that way, by the end of the week and end of the month, you know exactly where your next client is coming from. And so one of the best things that we do for all of our clients is to transition them from all of these methods over to paid advertising. So, you know, especially in today's day and age, right, you have to run ads on Facebook, on Instagram, on Snapchat, on TikTok. That's where all of your eyeballs are. And so the quicker that you make that transition um, to build a system that is, again, predictable, so you know where your next client is coming from, um, you're going to not only save yourself a lot of money, but be able to make money so much quicker as well. Okay, I love this. And the sort of turning the attention from or toward paid advertising, advertising and putting your content in front of not just anybody and not yeah. just hope marketing, not just your friends and family or just the people that are following you on Facebook, but actually intentionally searching out and finding the people that actually want what you have and the way that you serve it. I like that. Hope marketing. Is that what you said? It's the first yeah. time I've heard of that. I'm going to start yeah. using that. Stay away from hope <laughs> marketing. <laughs> well, it's true, right? We, we, yeah. we make up some promotion and we put it out there and we hope somebody sees it, let alone hope to somebody takes it. And then when nobody takes it, we, we turn around and say, Facebook doesn't work. Exactly. Like, no. <laughs> no, hang on. Facebook works. Facebook has got millions and billions and trillions <laughs> happening right now maybe it's your post that doesn't work. <laughs> maybe. I can't tell you how many times we've, we had clients come to us and we ask them, what have you tried for marketing before? And like, well, I spent all this money on Facebook and it doesn't work. And the thing is Facebook and Instagram, WhatsApp, it's, it's a monstrous platform. And there are so many different things that you can do. Like one of the mistakes, and they're actually getting a little bit better at this, 100% um, transparency, but boosting posts on Facebook and Instagram, um, you know, in, in our eyes, it's essentially casting this wide net around the people in your area and not not getting very granular with the people that you you specifically want to target and so with facebook and instagram or any other platform if you're not very specific with the people that you want to target it is essentially not going to work or you might get lucky um and, and you might get a few people that do come in but for the most part uh, by casting such a wide net it doesn't work so um for anyone listening if you guys have run facebook and instagram ads before you can get very granular with the targeting right everything from the basics for example the age um the gender you can then start targeting more interest-based stuff do they have an interest in a specific magazine do they have a specific in specific in clothing brands um in beauty brands right and then you can even start targeting you have to be get very creative with this but you can start targeting higher affluent neighborhoods or zip codes or postal codes so target so avoiding areas where maybe the the median household income is a little bit lower so you're targeting luxury neighborhoods like luxury neighborhoods i never said that before luxury clientele who may who um have a higher probability of affording your services if you're charging high ticket. Um, and then uh, th there's so many different things too. Like you can even target engaged shoppers, meaning people who have a tendency to buy a lot of things online. And so you can make that correlation if they buy a lot of things online, they'll probably sign up on your ad that you're going to put in front of them. And so when it comes to these advertising platforms, not only can you get very specific with the targeting, you're putting the exact content in front of the exact person that you want um, to bring through your doors. So very, very powerful in that sense. Hello, just me popping into this episode with a little message. If you want help implementing a strategy to help build and grow your team, then let's connect. Become the CEO you know is inside of you and know life is for living, not slaving. If you're committed to leveling up your business, maybe you've thought about working with me, but you're just not sure, then let me tell you who I work with. Maybe we're a match. 
I work with a certain type of salon owner, a salon or spa owner looking to make a huge leap forward. You have a team of four or seven or more and are already smashing seven to eight K a week or more. I help salon owners prepare and get to $19,000 a week. That's a million dollar business. If you're more than ready to step up and become a real CEO of your business, rather than just another day fully booked on the floor and the business just becomes overwhelming and stressful, you know you want to grow a team and a sustainable business that's not centered all around you, a successful, predictable, profitable business that works without you. Not that you don't have to drive it, but it's not dependent upon you. You're willing to be open, coachable, put the right strategic systems in your business, you're a massive action taker. In 60 days from now, things could be completely different. A year from now, life and business could be better than you ever imagined. If you want to have a chat, see if we're a fit and Salon Mastery is right for you, then DM me. Let's talk. Or you can find Salon Mastery application on www.salonownerscollective.com. Fill out the application. I'll get it. Have a look through it. Keen to find out more about you and your business. All right. For now, let's go back to the episode. What I love about this is that we have the ability to not only go after the demographics of people, but actually their behavioral graphics, I guess. I don't know if that's a word, but like we can target people that have certain types of behaviors is what you're saying and are likely to behave like this. Oh, absolutely. And, and here's yeah. a, maybe like a golden nugget for the audience. If you're running Facebook ads, you can target things such as um, in a new relationship, newly married, newly engaged birthdays in the month of January all the way to December. So now you can be like, oh, we're running a December special for the December babies. Um, so very, very creative. And once you understand the power and the data that Facebook actually has, and that's why they're probably getting in trouble all the time on the news, uh, you can get very, very creative um, and very impactful with all of the, um, the marketing and all of the dollars that you're putting behind it. So a lot of exciting things. And I truly believe that as we're transitioning into 2022 or so, you know, people just, we, we have to innovate and we have to adapt with the digital landscape because what worked in 2019 didn't work in 2020, but worked last year didn't work this year. And what's working this year is not necessarily going to work next year. So constantly thinking about new ways to innovate and putting your best content and your message and your business in front of the people who are going to convert for you. Okay, let's talk a little bit about, um... I guess I, I see marketing as a bit of a, of a relationship. And uh, in order to get into a relationship, one has to date, I think. Um, and what I see often is that hair and beauty professionals are going straight for the jugular and wanting to get married on the first date. <laughs> and they're offering their best goods right out the gate and going straight for the jugular. I want to talk a little bit about nurturing relationships. Um, because sure. I think we've got to think a little bit more deeply than just this is back to kind of the discounting things and going for the low-hanging fruit or the easy option. We've got to have a marketing uh, strategy that's a little bit deeper than that. Talk to me about oh, that. Absolutely. So um, the way that I like to think of every single business, there are three main functions, right? You have the marketing you have the sales, and then you have the operations, meaning the, the, the service. So a lot of people think that once they have good branding, they have great marketing, all they have to do is provide a great service, and that's it. And I, I truly believe that sales is such an often overlooked part of the whole process. And it's one of the things where, one of the mistakes that I, we see, the, I would say the number one mistake, is that beauty professionals tend to rush the sale. Meaning, if I go into someone's DM, 
and someone's like, hey, I'm very interested in the service. Can you tell me more? The first thing that that beauty pro is going to send to them is that is their deposit link without any nurturing, without asking, when are you looking to do this? What style are you looking to, to do? Why are you looking to do this right, right here and now? Um, you know, how, what, how is this going to impact, you know, your everyday life, your, your appearance, right? And so uh, the number one thing is that people don't tend to dive deeper and understand, and this is sales 101, just fundamentally understanding why people are wanting to pay you money to get services done. And I think a lot of times beauty pros look at this as a transaction versus the impact that they could ultimately make. And when you think of it like that, you, you don't brush the sale anymore. Um, this is an example I gave you uh, right before the, the interview. But one of the questions we like to ask every single client is that, how do you turn a complete stranger who has never heard it before into someone who's willing to pay you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars to let you tattoo their face? And when you think about that, it's like, whoa, yeah, I do need to slow down. I can't just send them my deposit link. I do need to talk to them over the phone. I need to nurture and build that trust. And you have to also understand that people have competition. I mean, you have competition, thousands of competitors down the street. And one of the best ways to actually stand out is to provide amazing customer service. Oddly enough, right? That's I, I truly believe that's the one of the best ways to, um, to stand out. And so that was a long-winded answer, but uh, with, with sales, we see all of these mistakes. For example, not following up enough, um, leads falling through the cracks. Um, you're not nurturing correctly. You're not building trust. You're not asking the right questions. You're rushing the sale. And so all of that definitely needs to change by actually having a process of from cold traffic, someone who has never heard of you before, all the way to someone who is willing to pay you that kind of money. I think it's a bit of a hang-up from the old days when... Yeah. As a salon owner, you would stand behind the reception and you'd wait for the phone to ring. And the phone would yeah. ring and you'd say, hello. By the time the person has already rung you, they've already decided that they're going to do business with you and they're going to make an appointment. So what we're saying now is that we each actually need to come back a step and we need to say we need to be a little bit more intentional about the, about the steps and the lead up to the phone call. It's probably not going to be a phone call now. It'll be a you know, DM and a digital booking. And nurture and cajole control people along for the relationship to get them, essentially, the, the booking is, is the marriage proposal, right? It's like, yeah, yes, absolutely. we're going to be together. We're going to do this. We're going to do your brows together. But actually, we need to do a little bit of dating, not, not just like, here's my link. Here's the price list. Um, we need to be having relationships pre what we traditionally would call the relationship starts when they turn up in the business. No, the relationship starts yeah. actually on your social media pages individual Absolutely. relationships. Absolutely. And, and the, the thing is like people have options now, way too many options. And so that nurturing, that relationship building, taking the time to understand your prospect and getting them emotionally invested into you as their um, artist or, or their technician, um, that is going to be the, the one thing that allows you to stand out. And plus, you know, people are, are sick and tired of seeing ads all day long. They're on social media to hang out with their friends and to connect and look at dog and cat photos and memes. They're, they're not here to see an ad by, by Danny or, or, or Larissa, right? So, so taking the time to nurture, building that relationship is going to be a key. I don't think we'll have time to break down all of this, but I do want to mention one thing. This is, um, are, you, are you familiar with the Vegas PMU conference that just happened? A really no. big one. It was a really big conference out here in the States. And so we were a speaker. And um, the lesson that we actually spoke was this five-step process to turn a stranger into a client. And it's just a, it's just a five-step acronym. It's A-E-C-N-C. -C. It's attract. You got to attract the right people. Engage. You got to have a great offer to engage them. 
capture, you have to capture that information somehow, whether it's a landing page or a, a direct message or a phone call, you, you get their number and then you nurture, which is N, and then the last C, which is convert. So A, E, C, N, C. And the problem that we see with a lot of these beauty pros is that they forget the first four steps. They're like, how do I convert, convert, convert? <laughs> I haven't even attracted the right person. They're not even engaged yet. They, they're not completely sold yet. I haven't captured their information in any way so that I can follow up later. And I haven't even done one step of nurturing. How in the world am I going to convert them? So quick, quick mini lesson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I think you're so right. That's that same kind of like what I was talking about, the phone call. Like the phone call is like right at the end. We yeah. need to put all these things in place so we have enough people uh, that we can convert. Well, I feel like it, it's kind of a good segue to talk about um, branding. Danny, because one of the things that are going to capture people like you can't sell a secret, you need to be seen, you need eyeballs on your brand. And branding is the important part for, I guess, if you don't have your branding right, people just scroll or click on buy. So let's talk a little bit about the branding part. Why is that so important? Sure. Um, so branding um, at, at a very high level, it's important, right? Like, like you said, it's the one thing that's going to allow you to stand out. Nope. Here, here's one of my favorite examples about branding. If you go on LinkedIn and you type in a realtor, what do they all look like? They all have their suit on, hands crossed with a clean background, and they look the exact same. If I, if all, I, blue. If I if, if all blue, and I'm looking for a realtor, I want the one that has like that personality, that, that, that pizzazz to them. You know what I mean? Um, but before we get into that, I do want to mention, while branding is important, I think people especially early business owners who are just starting out, focus on it at the, at the wrong time. Unpopular opinion, I'm sure to most, but I truly believe that as you are starting your business, you should not be investing money into personal branding. We see people who have not seen one client yet take $15,000, $20,000, get a pretty website. They, they print out all these flyers. They print out like this, this neon sign and this Instagram thing inside their, their shop. Um, they, they get this crazy logo that they spend $1,000 on. And then they come to us like, well, Danny, we spent all this money, but we don't even have one client yet. And so while branding is important, um, if you're starting out, my one piece of advice is to actually spend that money into something that it is going to be a little bit more predictable for you to get more clients, aka paid advertising, getting some models in, getting some portfolio pieces, focusing on building your, um, your, your social proof, your reviews and things like that. And once you're at that point where you have consistent clientele and people are like, oh, should I go with her compared to her? Um, and, and you kind of, you get that kickstart, you get that traction, then at that time, it's very important to invest into your branding. So just one thing that I did want to mention there with focusing on branding at the right time. Yeah, I think that's a really valuable point is uh, the, it's the chicken or the egg. Well, actually, you need to get some traction first. Yeah. Um, actually, the, like unless you have the sales and the clients, then nothing else matters. So yeah. getting something that uh, is results driven first rather than just what looks pretty. Absolutely. So when it, when it comes to branding, I mean, there's a ton of things that you can do to, to differentiate yourself. And then number one, the most obvious one, but I feel like, so many people do not put an effort into this, but it's just having great content. I can't tell you how many times we've worked with clients who have been in the game for years and they still have not downloaded an app where they can do touch-ups and, and edit the photo and crop with the right dimensions, right? It, it's not consistent, good quality work. And in an industry beauty where it's so social proof based, people are going to vet you. If they hear about you, they're going to go on your Instagram. They're going to go on your Facebook. They're going to go on your website to see what kind of quality content that you have. Is that work of yours going to be something that they actually want and need? 
and are going to pay for. And if the question is no, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, so on that note, um, I don't know if you want to add anything to that, but I have one more thing I wanted to say. Yes, no, please. I would love to know. What's okay. your last point? <laughs> uh, my, my, my last point is going back to the whole realtor scenario. In, in a world where everyone sort of looks the same. So for example, if you go to, I'm going to do a microblading artist because that's what we focus on. For I would say 90% of microblading artists, their Instagram pages, it all looks the same. It's just before and after photos. And one of the best things that you can do to grow your brand and to get people emotionally invested into you is to actually show your face. So do selfie photos of yourself. Do some selfie stuff with your clients. You know, go live every once in a while. Post some reels. Um, make things a little bit more fun because people buy from those that they know, like, and trust. And if they never see your face, and we see this happen all the time, artists are growing, but they're like, I don't want to be in front of the camera. But it's like, well, why not? You're your brand. And you should be the one that sells your brand the best. People are buying into you, not your work. Yes, your work, but you first. Um, so uh, one of the, the things that we coach all of our clients on is that you have to be from the camera. If you hate that red dot when the record button comes on, you got to get over that fear, right? You, you have to get over that fear. You have to put yourself out there. Even though it's the most cringy thing in the world and you hate your voice, you have to do it because clients love that. So adding more personality to the brand by putting yourself in there. Oh, here's a, I'm all over the place, but here's another tip that I have. An hour before the actual appointment, you can automate this with systems or whatever you use, but have a photo, like a selfie photo of you and their station, send that to the client and say, hey, Larissa, see you in about an hour. I'm getting everything ready right now for you. And for them to see your face super excited and the station and you're getting ready and you're putting that extra time and energy to making them feel special, that is going to be the very best. That was one of the secrets that has prevented so many no-shows for us actually across many of our clients. I love that. It's such a simple tip, uh, yeah. yet super effective because it's actually a personal, uh, oh. a personal connection, especially for new clients. Yeah, I love that. I love that a lot. Okay. Um, I, I know for me, this whole sort of story around getting comfortable in front of the camera and, you know, being on social. Um, I remember when I got married, the, one of the things that I thought was, oh, God, everybody's going to be looking at me and taking photos of me. I don't love that. Um, happy to be married to you, but oh. And so it's been a process over years and years to get used to being, you know, showing up in front of other people and putting yourself out there, quote unquote, for judgment. Um, so I just say, be kind to yourself. Nobody is looking at you and judging you as much as you are. It's mostly in your head, yeah. right? You know, it, we get in our own way. And yeah. what's helped me get over it is, is like, stop making it about me. Make it about the client. Make it about the people that I'm talking to. And when I focus on other people, then I don't mm. focus on myself. It's like stop being so selfish and, and or self-obsessed about whether I sound nice or look nice or speak right or say the right words. It's like, actually, that's just being quite self-obsessed. When I can focus on other people, that's what helped me get over being fearful of being on camera and being live and all of these things. Yeah. So and then, and, some, some oh, I love it. And I was going to say, like, look at where you are now. You're a podcast, you're everywhere online, and you're actually making an impact. And like you said, when the client or the people that you're working with comes first, all of a sudden it's, it's like people, people, people notice that. Right. And, and I think there are people take 
some personal brands, it, it does come off as egotistical when it's all about them. But for you, you're doing podcasts, you're doing, you're bringing other experts to the table. You're, you're providing value to the audience, the community. And so for, if you're a beauty professional, you're like, how do I not make it all about me? It's very simple. Just make it all about your clients. Do some selfie videos with them, you know, do a video of them and ask them, you know, how did their life change over the past couple of years by getting this done with you? Um, and so just showcasing more of that and that emotional connection, it's, it's something that's so often overlooked, but I think it's so needed heading into 2022 and 2023. I agree. Thank you for sharing that. I love that. Um, all right, Danny, you're a business owner. Um, what is, you know, running a business is hard, right? There's so many moving parts. Yeah. What is uh, a quote or a mantra that kind of, that you hold on to keeps you focused on the straight and narrow? Oh, beautiful. Uh, I would say that one, the, one of the biggest quotes in my life is life happens for you, not to you. And a, a very specific case in point is that when COVID hit, most businesses, it, they got wiped out. And because we work with local businesses, we were also going to get wiped out. And so we're like, well, how, how do we, and, and by that time we were, we were doing, okay, well, we, we weren't doing, we weren't doing too bad, but we're, we're, we're doing, we're doing okay. And so you know, we had two choices. We're like, okay, well, we can look at this as the worst thing that's ever happened and just close shop and give up and just feel sorry for ourselves. Or we can look at this as a blessing in disguise. And so throughout COVID, we're like, well, how do we continue to make money while at the same time serve our current clients and helping them succeed and prevent them from closing their doors? And so we pivoted completely. All of our strategies were like, let's move you on to digital. Let's book you out for the following year. Let's sell digital gift cards so that you're getting some income in. Let's take deposits beforehand. Let's launch a digital course, make you some money. And so because of that pivot, our business actually grew from, at that time, I believe it was like six members to over 33 members as of today in over eight countries. And when we look at that situation, it's like, well, no, that's, that's great that it happened. Life was just testing us. Like, where are we willing to go through the grit and the challenges and the troubles and going through all of that to get to where we deserve to be? And because of that pivot and because, and that one of the core values in our company now is roll with the punches because of that. Um, so as we roll with the punches, you know, every time, you know, if you're not moving, you're, you're not growing. And if you're stuck in your comfort zone, you're never going to grow. And so for us, um, I like to look at every ne negative situation and reframe it as this is happening for me, not to me. What is, what can I get out of this? And then how can I use this as a learning lesson to propel forward? I love that, Danny. That's so powerful and such an important mind shift because it's very easy to get into the why me, poor me. Like that's the yeah. easy option, right? Yeah, good Absolutely. for you. <laughs> um, all right, what's a, a, a book, a podcast, some kind of resource that you've read or listened to or been engaged with recently that you think all salon owners should get their hands on? Oh, there's there's so many. That's a tough one. <laughs> I, I would say because we're, we were talking so much about marketing and sales. This is an old one, but it's a very good one. Um, it's a book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. That is a classic. And I've read it about six times now. And if you were if, to read that, and just fundamentally understanding how to communicate, because I think communication for a lot of people, it, it's lacking 100%. And um, to, un, to, to communicate people better, um, and that's just going to translate across not only your sales, your marketing, but just how you treat your team, how you grow your team, how to step up as a leader, as an entrepreneur, as a CEO of your business. And so time and time again, I have loved that book. I recommend it to everybody who hasn't read it yet. How to Win Friends and Influence People. Amazing. I'll make sure that the link to that is in the show notes of this episode. Love All it. right, Daddy, I know people are going to want to find you, stalk you. Uh, 
let us know where are you what are your socials and your dub dubs oh, dub dubs i love that <laughs> Learn, <laughs> learning new 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 words every day uh, so so um, i'm pretty active on my own instagram it's um at Danny Tutran, D-A-N-N-Y-T-U-T-R-A-N. Um, and, or you can also follow our business too. We're very active on that. It's High Stoke Media. It's the same, um, it's the same, what do you call it? The tag across every social media. So it's at H-I-G-H-S-T-O-K-E-M-E-D-I-A at High Stoke Media. And we're pretty active. We post pretty much every day. Um, we do like lives and we provide tips and tools and resources and things like that too. So wherever you are in the world, if you are a beauty professional, I'm sure you can get some uh, free value, you know, on our pages and things like that. Amazing. It's been awesome connecting with you, Danny. It's been uh, lots of good conversation, which I really appreciate. Um, thanks for coming. Likewise. Thank you so much. And that's a wrap. Danny, I really appreciate your expert advice on all of the things marketing, branding, and client attraction. This topic, as always, is something that I know for you who's listening will love. It's something that we need to nail in our business. It's the ever-changing and evolving um, world that we live in right now. Staying informed and up-to-date on the latest strategies and tools is a super valuable skill set for your business. Marketing can be a game changer and seriously change the outcomes and the results of your growing business. It can skyrocket your sell-on if done correctly, but without it, we can't hope to grow. So in saying that, I have something for you. My team and I created a checklist that will tell you exactly how to make Instagram marketing a whole lot easier. This is something we need to do as a hair and beauty salon. This will be your holy grail resource if you are struggling with marketing or even just where to get started on the salon's gram. It takes away any anxiety or stress about what to post, when to post it. I know you're going to love it. So I'm going to leave a link in the show notes of this podcast episode. Uh, click it and I'll send it to you via messenger. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Look forward to connecting with you again on the podcast next week. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.